Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson from Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to the podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The last time we were together, we began with just a simple introduction to the book of Acts. Today we're going to jump into it, so grab your Bibles, chapter 1, verse 1, the book of Acts, and we read... The first book I wrote, Theophilus, concerned all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Now the earthly writer of this book is the Apostle Luke, whom Paul calls the beloved physician in the book of Colossians, and he was Paul's frequent traveling companion. It is generally understood that Luke was a Gentile, which brings a rather whole other perspective upon how we read what is before us. Luke writes to a friend and a brother herein by the name of Theophilus. And by the language of the text concerning him, this Theophilus was quite likely a high Roman official, one who was either greatly interested in this Messiah Jesus, or was in fact a new convert, and perhaps Luke was carrying on some long-distance discipling. It was to this same individual that Theophilus addressed his gospel writing to also. We should note that in the order of the verbs that are laid down here in verse 1, we can gather something important, and that is that Jesus also began to do and to teach. Now maybe that's a no-brainer, but that's important for us when it comes to our own desire to teach others. Because it's not that we will ever achieve a flawless perfection concerning the directives, direct, uh, directives of the Word, but it is crucial that we first do the Word of God before we ever step out in an attempt to teach it. So, do and then teach. We can safely assume that Christ lived the gospel long before he ever took it to the streets. After all, the greatest power is the message of a believer's life. The great D.G. Barnhouse once said, quote, The man who is to thunder in the court of Pharaoh with an imperious, thus saith the Lord, must first stand barefoot before the burning bush. End quote. Now he also goes on and says, Express simply and directly, God cannot use us as well when we are not fully submitted to his word. Verse 2 of our Chapter 1 says, Until the day in which he was received out, speaking of Jesus, after he had given commandment through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, verse 3, to these he also showed himself alive after he suffered by many proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about God's kingdom. Now please notice the involvement of the Holy Spirit in even the ministry of Jesus Christ himself. Now I mention that because it's a strange thing that we so often think that we can operate without the Holy Spirit, yet Jesus certainly utilized the power of the Spirit. The resurrection and the very existence and life of Jesus Christ is not a matter of wishful thinking on the part of believers. This isn't an issue of mind over matter. No, no, we have many infallible proofs quote-unquote, which have been manifested both in the immediate period following the crucifixion, 
and certainly as well as the hearts and lives of untold millions of individuals since that day. Me, I know he's alive. After all, I just talked to him this morning. Our text goes on and says, being seen by them, quote unquote. According to 1 Corinthians 15, 6, those that saw him alive numbered more than 500 individuals at once. How many witnesses do we need to testify that he was alive? How many witnesses are needed to testify that someone else is indeed alive? For 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus ministered and he taught 40 days before he was taken up to be with the Father. Verse 4 says, Being assembled together with them, he commanded them, Don't depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which you heard from me. Verse 5, For John indeed baptized in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now please note that contrary to often common belief, this was not the first instance of the presence and involvement of the Holy Spirit. If you were with us back in John 20, verse 22, we read at that time about a group of a encounter between the apostles and the Holy Spirit. Yet, with that being say, it said, indeed something new and something fresh was occurring here in the book of Acts that was foretold back in John 7, verse 39, as well as elsewhere in Scripture something that would only occur once Jesus had been glorified upon the cross and resurrected in victory. Please note that Jesus told these folks to wait. Hmm, such a request seems to be reflective in all of our walks in Christ. Patience is so very mandatory in our faith, isn't it? There was indeed a new baptism coming. One that would be a total immersion, this time, into the Holy Spirit. The Spirit had, throughout the whole Old Testament, been reserved for just a select few. But now, now it would be poured out upon the believing masses with equal power manifested. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dotson. To learn more about Tim Dotson or Believer's Church, visit believerstogether.com.